Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everything in Potteration, because sometimes the internet can be too much. I'm Robert, and I am the best person on the internet. Bold of you to assume that you're not the worst. <gasps> I'm Daly, and I'm making some accusations today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Colin, and today the internet is is a little less than too much, I would say, because we're talking about positivity. We're talking about goodness, um, and we're hoping that Wait, can there be too much goodness on the internet? No, no there literally can't be too much goodness. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, some of the good people on the internet, some of the best people on the internet, some some of the, the kind of people you should follow so you don't have to worry as much about how um, not good the world <laughs> can feel sometimes. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, so well those, put, yeah. This this is for the all the people that follow r slash uh, uplifting news on reddit <laughs> maybe or at the very least it's it's just a nice break because because you know we've been going pretty uh heavy for a while if you follow you've been following our content you know we, we played a little well not played but we talked about dnd last week which was a nice little reprieve and we're kind of we're kind of keeping that vibe going get this chill vibes uh it, in a way this is kind of like what our recommendations of other people to follow i guess is yeah. kind of at the end of the day <laughs> At the end I of mean, the day. it kind of is. Yeah, it's going to be people just just putting good good out onto the internet, just yeah. doing their thing. These so. these are people whose vibes have vibed with our vibes, so we would like to put you on their wavelength, and we would Could, like to vibe with them as well. Vibe. This, is, this is the part where if you're vibe. watching on YouTube, we we inserted a like counter on the screen for the word vibes, and like every time we say the word okay. vibes, it goes ding. You know, Colin, I'm going to hold you to that now, Vibe, because you're the one who edits our videos, Vibe. I know, that's why I'm the one who's allowed to talk about it, and then I do not have to do it. Well, that's the thing. If you don't do it now, Vibe, we all kind of know who dropped the ball. Dude, I don't know if this is that's my vibe. That's not some good vibes. I don't know if I vibe with this. Uh, Daily, I want, I want you to kick it off. Why don't you tell us, why don't you recommend to us one of your, uh, one of your favorite folks on the internet? Okay, I'll start out with um, my runner-up, and this person is going to be the runner-up only in the fact that um, I, I guess their influence isn't like hugely spread. Um, they're just kind of doing their own thing, and, uh, and their own thing has helped touch many small furry lives and as you guys know i like cats did you guys know that what that i like cats wait what the, back up what's a cat so like those those things that are always in the background of my videos making noise um those guys i like you, them and chances are and in, in all of our time podcasting you've heard a cat rub up against daily's mic probably more than a handful of times definitely You've heard a cat at some point. Um, and there's this guy in Russia uh, named Robin Seplut, um, who takes care of the cats in his hometown, in his city. And he just goes around and he feeds them. And the way that I found out about this person is because uh, he has he does have a good amount of subscribers on YouTube. He has one point four million subscribers on Damn. YouTube because and, you know, his content, it's just it's very pure. It's very good way to uh, kind of just get some good vibes in your life. Mm. Um, if you want some cat like vibes, 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 um, you're welcome, Colin. 
uh and just the the way that he like labels his videos are like super pure like some of his most popular uploads is um kittens came out of the hole and meows uh baby kitten oh so it's, it's meow. just cute little things <laughs> it tells you what it is there's no clickbait it's just these like four to six minute videos of him feeding feral cats hmm and uh, my my very uh, favorite one is kitten hissing at me because the first time he saw a man, and it's like same. Um, that's also what I did the first time I saw a man. Oh, nice! <laughs> and that's a that's a seventeen million view video, and uh, he just does this on his own. Goes out, feeds cats in Russia. It's very cold in the winter. Um, and he does have a PayPal to help supply, you know, him buying a very large amount of cat food. Um, but other than that, like, that's just what he does. He just goes and feeds cats and takes videos of the cats that he feeds. That's so wholesome. I, I like this sort of wave that we've been getting a very kind of minimal production sort of YouTube channels, but it's just doing menial things like Feeding cats obviously is great, but it's like, uh, like I don't know. It sounds like it's something that's there's no music, there's no no special, music, like whatever. It's just videotaping Nothing. feeding cats, and that's just kind cats. of it. You know, yeah. I I didn't realize this, but daily you've just sh you've just shown me and told me about a real life yakuza protagonist. Oh really? <laughs> in the yakuza video games, I think in like most of them, there's a side quest about finding random cats around the city and feeding them. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's you just found a, a, well, I guess, Russian mafia protagonist. He's doing this IRL. A cat peeing a very long time. <laughs> just oh, my find, God. Like, a there's cat just, peeing? There's just gems just scrolling through. Like, he literally has how many videos on here? Uh, a couple thousand? What? Just, just cat versus plush monkey funny video. Cat steals sausage. <laughs> Cute is, cat is this playing the with epitome me. of like you know it's it's a meme nowadays, right? It's been a meme for years on the internet of like, oh, I'm just watching cat videos, lol, right? Like I'm just checking out cat videos. Uh, I've is this like did he take that to its extreme? Like he is now the holy bastion. The, the new standard for which all cat videos will now be measured against. You know what? I'd say so. Because this isn't trying. This is, I guess that's what I really appreciate about it is it's not trying super hard. It's not like, look at what this cat did. You won't believe what this cat does. It's just like, here's, uh, you want cats? I will give you cats. Here are the cats. You're, you're giving us cats on your video feed right now. I am. <laughs> Y'all, I told you. <laughs> but but not Cats the Musical. Got, no, no. There's never been any um, singing or getting a new life or um, what is that Memories. fucking musical about? I don't even know. <laughs> there's cats. Yeah, that's kind of the point of cats. I there is no point knows wasn't that a joke in was it kimmy schmidt hmm. no one had knows the whole what bit cats is about the unbreakable kimmy schmidt where they had like the whole oh. bit about cats yeah where titus he just joins the cats troop in new york 
and they just let him in and create a character for him because cats is meaningless anyway the musical cats <laughs> i mean that's that's my extent of knowledge about cats is seeing that episode because i think robert was randomly watching it in the living room <laughs> and that is like everything i know about cats the opposite of cats the 2020 musical film is uh robin Seplet on youtube Seplet. and also, I think probably should be up front. We're not getting paid or anything. No. Uh, by people. We're, just, we're just saying nice things about folks. Yeah. We're putting out good vibes. Vibes. Um, also, they're paying us millions of dollars. Oh. Um, yeah. I was given a cat I, by Robin to say this. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I would like to, uh, and this doesn't necessarily count as, as my one thing. It's kind of a more of a general thing where I just like shout out to like all of the more ASMR type content or very minimalistic like video making of just shooting someone doing a thing i think one of my favorite things that um i've i've seen is like the and robert showed me was the korean cooking videos which is like korean street food being cooked and that's oh, literally like great. yeah it's just shooting someone mm. in a kitchen making street food and it's just porn it's just food porn <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's no music porn. you just hear kitchen noise and yeah sizzling it's, it's, great and it makes me extremely hungry yeah uh, those two channels uh yummy yummy boy and yes. uh ettv great channel just if you want to be hungry just watch any of those videos how do you spell boy yeah. in yummy boy i think it's boi i forget it better be boi <laughs> yummy boy <laughs> boy uh colin so what's your what's one of your people you brought to the table this week yeah, so um, I don't know how much of the uh, the pre-roll we're going to include in this episode, but we got to talking a little bit about Moist Critical, um, a.k.a. Charles White, a.k.a. Charlie, a.k.a. Penguin Z0, a.k.a. just Critical. Holy Jesus. Crap, guys. Big Moist. Big Moist. Big, big Moist, a.k.a. the official podcast. Jesus Christ, Charlie, you need to consolidate this shit. <laughs> but nonetheless, Charlie is fucking great, and that dude works like really hard in terms of making youtube content i don't i think that dude uploads at least once a day if not multiple times a day like he put he puts out so much content um and he twitch streams on top of all of that um and so that dude is like he's got millions of subscribers all of his videos get millions of views um and his video is always so like it's a shitty webcam that it looks like he records on he has one earbud in and he records on a probably pretty reasonably priced microphone <laughs> i think um, it's a um audio technica 8t 2020 which is like yeah. 150 ish yeah Fucking it's like a usb nerds. mic i think no um, one stuff wait, <laughs> i guess it depends there, there are two there's an xlr and it, well the point way. is yeah. the point it's, is it's, his not, setup it's not it's not it's not one of your mics no <laughs> and so his setup is just very like minimal um, and he he does a great job at making himself feel like a normal dude and, and approachable. And he it seems pretty genuine, too. It doesn't feel like an act. Um, but, you know, he plays games. He opens up Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and all that stuff and memes and buys giant dildos and does a bunch of ridiculous YouTube shit. Um, oh, probably should say not safe for work content. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, pretty NSFW. <laughs> very like he seems like uh, the that, that one friend that got on 4chan way too much but is still like a generally good dude he's not like the person sending death threats type 4chan guy he's more like i just get on there for the memes type guy um and 
not only that, but like he puts a lot of his money towards like a lot of really good things. Like he puts his money towards charity and he doesn't really talk about it too much. He he gives his money to like small Twitch streamers randomly in subs and and puts his money towards like veterinary expenses for people's animals that are sick. And like he just does a lot of stuff that puts a lot of positivity on it on the Internet. And he talks really frankly about like things that happened in his life. And he, he doles out a lot of uh, really good advice. Um, yeah. And also, like, how to ri- live, like, e- even though he's rich, he doesn't really live it up. He's definitely not the guy that's like, I'm in the garage with my my Lamborghini, whatever. But, you know, what really matters is my books. He's like, no, no, I'm obviously fucking rich. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but, like, also, like, I wear the same shirt every single day. But does he have a Totino's training room? Yeah, he doesn't have a 100 Thieves uh, Cash App Compound Totino's uh the cash app compound all the fucking words totino's training <laughs> and then something something streamer room and you know sponsored all the rooms of his house are sponsored corporation yeah yeah i but, i've i've been following critical for years now i mean he's been on youtube for at least i want to say 10 years now right yeah like, he started doing it as a teenager yeah and he didn't even start showing his face until a few years ago i don't think mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was always weird about that um, yeah, um, but he's just a good old Florida boy. What's going on, guys? It's critical. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about this gigantic fucking dildo that I got. Oh um, obviously, I don't have an addiction to Pokemon cards, you fucking idiots. I just do it because I'm <laughs> making yeah, a lot and, of content. You know, the, what I liked about him from the beginning is, ironically, for, for someone who uses a lot of moist, uh, just the word moist in a lot of his content and a lot of his names, he has a very dry sense of humor. And... I mean, that's something he has always had, and that's what I was attracted to initially, because I, I remember some of his early days, like, he played a lot of Modern Warfare 2. It'd just be, like, gameplay videos of him playing online, and then just, like, hurling insults at people. Like, not over the mic, it's just, like, his commentary over the videos. And his insults, I mean, still to this day, are very good, but they were also really good back then, because he just has a creative mind and i think that's shown a lot in the more recent years where he's branched out from gaming content to do more real life stuff more tier list stuff uh i still think an unfortunate amount of time about uh that one video where he created an armor of fleshlights uh, <laughs> <laughs> I about uh video i'm gonna queue up <laughs> for myself yeah. after this podcast what <laughs> yeah he like yeah. slots fleshlights over um his forearms and his shins for protection as as you need to in the florida climate i suppose <laughs> yeah so what one of his most recent videos was uh he somehow got a, a sponsor and i can't remember who it was to actually help them buy a warehouse like him and his his buddies um so they bought a warehouse somewhere in florida and the first thing that they did was clear it out and then <laughs> like Charlie and his dad made go-karts out of DX racer gaming chairs. <laughs> they are racing chairs, yeah, correct? They are racing chairs. So yeah. one and, must and so race they did with a, them. They did a time trial in and around the warehouse like lot. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they have to use a fucking fleshlight <laughs> and swing it around and hit cans off a couple of parking poles sounds about right <laughs> correct mm-hmm. i i would i'm a more recent um critical uh connoisseur i'll say uh and i was worried that his content was going to be like too like three edgy five me 
um like very like edgelord like you said like someone that i could picture on 4chan being like oh i'm only trolling like ironically or whatever but he he genuinely is just like doing his own thing and leaving people alone which is nice to see youtubers do not to say that youtubers inherently troll people um but yeah his his content has never like crossed the line for me and it it's just nice to see it reminds me of early youtube where it's just like i it's me and a camera and i'm gonna talk about something and make jokes on the fly and not seem super scripted it's nice i like it yeah i like his content it is it is very old youtube and uh i want charlie i want charlie on hot ones Ooh. because he that boy cannot handle his hot sauce Mm-mm. he cry his hot I sauce mean- tearless video is so good yeah hot ones i feel like has gotten a lot more corporate over the years right a lot of the guests tend to be more celebrities like yeah. big hollywood celebrities look at us who'd have yeah, thought i mean he he did get uh he did still have babish on though yeah yeah but i mean Bidge, babby Bidge, also Bidge, pulls Bidge, in like Bidge. four million views He's, a video. he yeah, feels he pretty mainstream these days I don't know. Critical's pretty big, dude. Like he's up there in that echelon with Babish in terms of subscribers and all that. Yeah. Like, um, and then he also had Brad from Bon Appetit, which they're uh, definitely a little bit more corporate, given that they're oh. you know New Yorker and Condé Nast and whatever. What a Brad. good boy. Brad's yeah, a good boy. Brad, a human, uh, human Labrador. But yeah, uh, I'm going to plug Moist Critical into the Moist Meter, and uh, I'm going to give it a 90% out of 100. Uh, just really, you know, tons of uh, tons of Fleshlight content, tons of giant dildo content, and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty Which good shitposting. The true measure of goodness is how often have you mentioned Fleshlights in your content? Now, Colin, I have to ask, now that you're done reading off of that note, how long have you had that little joke prepared? Um... I'll, at least the last five minutes. Okay. All right. Good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of my folks, but both of mine are YouTubers just to be upfront. You know, there are a bunch of those YouTube content creating people as well. Um, first one I want to touch on is Julie Nolke, which I think ah, love Julie. many people might probably recognize her from 2020 as that one girl who made that telling my old self about the pandemic. Yes. Uh, where it's like it's just it's you know she quote unquote time travels and tells like january julie about what i think april or may would look like god we were all so young (laughs) yeah i don't know it was i mean that definitely struck a chord with a lot of people i think for many reasons because a lot of people were feeling very cooped up about the pandemic but she brought this levity and you know kind energy to it all where you can't you really can't just help but laugh at some of the dark stuff that happened last year you know like and the way she delivered it was in a in a very novel way and mm. her acting chops really helped sell it you know the, the whole idea of like in january julie she was worried about the fires like the wildfires in uh, australia and april julie was like what oh what? those things right 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 <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Her um, delivery is great, man. I love her a lot. I really hope uh, I've been I've been saying for a while that I hope she gets gets her own show or something like that or, or gets some sort of promotion because to me, she's like the refined female version of Gus Johnson mm. in, a, in a sense. Yeah, I, I kind of get that vibe. Um, I mean, vibe. I've been following her, all her content. Thank you. Since I mean, not just the pandemic ones, um, 
but just everything from then. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that every single video of hers is like a hit, right? I mean, not everyone can create masterpieces on a week by week basis, but she is very consistent. She has been uploading every week and it's always something fun and bright and is something that feels like she wanted to create, mm. not that she had to create. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I like the most about her energy is that despite how much bigger she's gotten and how she now has sponsors and stuff, it still feels like the content she's making is stuff that she had ambition to create. Yes. Yeah. As I a mean, woman, it... which is a reference to her content oh. as a woman, mm -hmm. <laughs> I do appreciate just like it's very real. It's very relatable, but not with like, you know, isn't this so relatable? Like, um, the like her video about like doing a juice cleanse and um <laughs> she like pushes herself to do like some of those like funnier crazier things like pouring apple cider vinegar down your body um as one does when doing a juice cleanse that's how you properly do it uh i i just her content is really up there in terms of like quality and like we we just highlighted people that like haven't put like a lot of effort into the technical part of their uh content but she's definitely a person that's like she's setting up lighting she's setting up like where the camera's at you know this is all like um you know storyboarded out beforehand and it shows in a, a very good way mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and and that's what i like she puts out such a good energy especially in a time when i think the internet really needed some good energy mm. for once you know and frankly i think that's that's something that we need more of on the internet and and that's not to say there aren't other sketch comedians that have done really well you know ryan george out there gus johnson's out there uh ian chung is out there right mighty keith uh, if you're a gamer yeah mighty keith is great you know and, and there have been a lot of sketch comedians that have been doing pretty well with like pandemic related content uh caleb city right i think he's even bigger he has like over a million subscribers um but there was something I think about Julie's energy that that struck me the most in just how genuine she felt. I even liked at the end of her because like she's, I think, done with the pandemic video, like the specifically the ones about telling my old self about the pandemic videos or like four parts to it. And even in the fourth part, she was very self-referential and realized like, I can't milk this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> she recognizes like, I mean this is tough it's a tough situation but we're almost over it and now like my cash cow is leaving you know and it's very wholesome in a way yeah definitely i, I i'll definitely always support people that are doing great just original content and, and stuff like that like i, I just that, that just general wave of sketch comedy that we're getting on youtube is just so good um mm. it's just so high quality and, and very clever and i don't know just so much fun it really is Reminds me of why I liked YouTube in the first place, you know? Yeah. It's like Britannic, but now. You know, Brian and Nick, they're like old sketch comedy. They were like yeah, with you, you, whitest kids you know. It was like that era. Yeah, for me, it was Frank and Dinko, F&D Films. That was the mm -hmm. big one for me. Mm -hmm. I, they're, they've been not really a thing for a long time, but they, they, that, was, that was my Britannic back in the day. I'm sitting here like R Brian Higa was my OG. <laughs> Ryan Higa? Ryan Higa? Wasn't yeah. his name Ryan? Yeah, Ryan Higa. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's been a while, so I could fudge the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we could all use a good laugh 
especially i mean especially in today's world but just in general especially laugh a little more yeah you know yeah, we, we need absurdist comedy because the world's already so absurd that we kind of just need a, a level above that. We're becoming desensitized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help me laugh yeah, I mean, it, it, through the pain, please. It's just, it also feels like such a different form of comedy than like SNL. SNL feels so weirdly like corporate. I mean, I guess it is, right? It's like NBC's flagship comedy mm. show. But, you know, they, there's just something about YouTube sketch comedians that are really doing it well. And I can't recommend Julie enough. If you've still somehow not stumbled upon that viral, for lack of a better word, pandemic video. Yeah, Look absolutely. Can I link in the description? Vibes. Mm-hmm. Vibes. Yeah. Vibes. Daily, who's who is your your other pick? Okay. Okay. At the risk of uh, contradicting quite a lot of the things that I've said that I admire Uh-oh. about other YouTubers. Um, is it a dog person now? It is not a dog person now. Well, <laughs> does he have a dog? I don't know. Okay, my, my I guess, um, nominee for best person on the internet, um, especially in uh, 2020, I would say is Mr. Beast, little known YouTuber. His name is Jimmy. He does, he does some content. Um, that contrary to what uh, Critical or uh, Julie Noki is doing is very, very, very much in the realm of like clickbait. Hey, I did this Uh-oh. and you won't believe what happens next. But he does that and he gets those clicks and he gets that fucking AdSense money and then he puts it back into his community and he gives it to people mm-hmm. that you actually see like in need um i really appreciate that his content is you know it's crazy it is entertaining it's crazy in that very like yo what's up youtube today we're gonna be doing this kind of way um but he's taking advantage of the fact that that works in order Mm. to you know boost someone's christmas and be like hey you don't have to worry about anything for christmas because like i'm gonna take you through the store and everything that you can fit in like a random square on the ground i'll buy or that's kind of wild yeah or like even when he was doing like and i'm not a big pewdiepie fan whatsoever believe it or not um when he did like the the t-series versus pewdiepie stunt where he um bought like every single billboard in his hometown and then had it you know like subscribe to pewdiepie and like stuff like that that's still like money going into the local economy which is really cool yeah i just appreciate when people do charitable things when you can actually see like the results in a more grassroots way than just like not to say that giving to like jude's children's hospital is like not a good thing to do but i think it was cool and novel and interesting to see how he's impacted very specific people very specific communities and has given youtube a better name than it has had lately thanks to like all this charitable stuff that he's done yeah i don't actually know much about mr beast i keep seeing his name get thrown around on social media and things like that. i i did read though that um or it might have been an ad actually he has like a pizza or not a pizza a burger joint chain or something now 
another uh, pretty charitable uh, kind of uh, campaign dealio that he did with a lot of restaurants that have been struggling because of the pandemic. What he did was he sent them like the material needed to essentially turn their restaurants into a Mr. Beast burger, which Mm. is a chain that he started across 300 restaurants um, in America. And it's just like basic, you know, burgers and fries, but it's all like Mr. Beast branded. So essentially guaranteeing that all these um, restaurants would get an influx of orders from like DoorDash and Postmates and stuff like that um, to try this, you know, novel new thing. Um, And I don't think it's going to like be a permanent situation, but Mr. Beast Burger, I think, is still going on. And it just Mm. like that's a cool idea. Yeah, because I, I got an ad for it because apparently one just opened up here in Seattle. Oh, um, I will say uh, to his detriment, apparently, which kind of sucks. Uh, people were saying it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard um, that too. I mean, it yeah. is like grease bucket, like fries and burgers, but it's like sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, to, like, well, people survive. were saying like it's like I'd rather go to McDonald's or Wendy's <laughs> like type thing like. It's not very good at all, which is I mean, which, like, what's that? That's a low bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah very. Um, and that really sucks, though. I mean, because it, it sounds like it's just something he did out of the like he's trying to do out of, out of goodwill. And yeah, to, to like supplement these work. restaurants that have been struggling. Yeah. There was um, definitely some controversy that initially happened when it came out because it's like, what do you mean? This like this quote unquote Mr. Beast Burger is actually listed as a buca de pepo. Um, what do you mean that it's a Mr. Beast Burger? You're trying to fool us. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a buca de pepo, but like you can order off the Mr. Beast Burger menu from there so that they have orders to fill and therefore can stay open okay yes yeah. so can real quick so i was reading that it, it, it's something called a ghost kitchen yes so can it's, it's either of you explain other... to me what that is and how that works yeah so it's these it's these restaurants that he has teamed up with that um you know haven't been getting the most online orders or um aren't as popular or are just in locations that he was interested in i don't know what the exact criteria was but basically it's just saying like this is also a mr beast burger there's no like you can't walk in and be like hey mr this is can i have a mr beast burger or those crinkle cut fries or whatever but they will be the location that also fulfills the Mr. Beast Burger orders that are gotten online. So it, it, you're saying that if, if Buca de Beppo has like the 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 uh, Mr. Beast Burger menu, they like it's they themselves in that Buca de Beppo kitchen that is cooking the burgers. Yes. Interesting. That seems like a really hard thing to uh, quality control. Yeah, that might be uh, why it might not be as great. Yeah, that sounds but- like a kind of a nightmare logistically. <laughs> But I will say it is nice that Mr. Beast is at least trying to yeah. do good because I think whenever you see a YouTuber with thumbnails like I can't believe this happened or I pranked my sister and she got so mad and shit, um, you always kind of assume 
that the person behind that thumbnail is probably a piece of shit. Um, or they're the kind of person that wants to get rich quick mm-hmm. and then and then a couple months down the line they'll start releasing their own rap song or do oh, like no. a house tour they of my it. million dollar house. Yeah, they're the Gucci slides, y'all. Mm-hmm. Are we <laughs> we're like fucking uh tweeting uh or subtweeting Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Yes. Oh, there's way more than that, my friend. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was trying yeah, to think of the hip hip word that is subtweet. Remember subtweeting? Is subtweeting still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's it's just I don't know, it's nice to see that there's at least one out there, and hopefully more, but at least one that is using the same clickbaity, like low tier effort uh kind of marketing. Right? Yeah. But is using it and you uh, using the the success he's gotten for well intentioned stuff instead of furnishing a million dollar house all to himself and then yeah. to make a video about it so he can make millions more. Yeah, it's like you have like I know there's been controversy about like the Ace family, like they do like these family vlogs and they're very famous from that, and they've been like complaining like our second mansion isn't done yet. They didn't finish the landscaping, and it's just so hard and difficult. And then you have you know Mr. Beast over here, and he he I've not seen him like wearing the drip exactly. He wears kind of like the same thing, which is like his own merch and basketball shorts and sometimes a bucket hat. Um, He feels very uh, approachable. And even though he's dropping all this cash, I don't it doesn't really uh, reflect in his personal life as far as I can see, other than the fact that like he bought his best friend a house so that he he would have room for a nursery because his wife was about to have a baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, still, that's more charitable than like, I'm just going to kind of keep the money for myself. And so I can just say I'm a millionaire. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, I I definitely need to read into Mr. Beast a little bit more than because I see him around. I see his name thrown around all the time. You you see his content. Team Trees. That was his deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lots of trees. Bells, but trees, for, for trees happened. There, my brain was thinking you were talking about LA Beast. Like when you first introduced Mr. Beast, my brain went to LA Beast, uh, who's the man who eats and drinks shit till he pukes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have a good that's, day. That's what I've been talking about this entire time, right? Yeah. Dude, uh, no. shout out to fucking LA Beast, man. What old school YouTube content that dude is putting out. <laughs> Just like, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take this gallon of, of of beer and I'm going to put it through 80 Brita filters to get it as clear as I can possibly get it. Well, enough about uh, old school YouTube or maybe there is more old school YouTube. I don't know. Colin, who's your second part? Is it old school YouTube? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think I've mentioned him before, but I'm going to bring him up again because I I adore this YouTuber so much. And that's uh, the happy console gamer. Um, He's definitely smaller time. And he's been on YouTube forever. Uh, I think he started his channel in like 2007, 2008. And I've been following him basically since his inception. Um, and so it's it's crazy because I, I, I it's one of those things where he definitely has just a small niche following. I mean, he he's a video, video game collector. He talks about stuff he's picked up. He talks about like what is him and his friends are playing or what him and his wife are playing. 
Um, and it's just generally very uh, good vibes. But occasionally he puts out a very personal video where he'll like reminisce about old memories or talk about, you know, childhood uh, childhood happenings and like his dad passing away or like he dealt with like some illnesses in the family. He just really does a good job at bringing you in and make you make you feel like you're a part of like what's what's going on in his life and, and make you feel like you're part of this sort of community or like fanhood um, and everyone just. Is very positive. He and he calls himself the happy console gamer because he just puts out positivity. He never really goes out of his way to talk negatively for an extended period of time or like really down like talks down about a game or something like that. Or if, if he does, he tries to be really constructive about it. Um and I don't know, he it's it's that sort of like small but tight knit community type YouTubers that I really gravitate towards. Um, and he's probably up there with one of my top ones. That's why he's like my favorite YouTuber, because I've just I've gotten so, so attached following him for so long. Uh, so he's really great. And, he, and he's always fun to jump into late, too. And I also want to like kind of sneak a second one in here, too, uh, in that in that sort of uh, niche, uh, sort of small community, tight knit community YouTubers. And that's the punk rock NBA who covers a lot of like music happenings. He talks about like why so and so band got big. Um, and he's another one of those where his videos just foster a lot of discussion and there's a lot of dedicated fans of his too. Um, and I'm sure you guys have YouTubers like that, that you follow personally, but, uh, mm. I think no, both I, of those I guys actually, put out. I only follow PewDiePie actually. So. <laughs> I only follow well, T-Series, so. Oh, yeah. well, shit. You guys are corporate shills. Um, <laughs> fucking corpos. No, but yeah, both of those guys also do a lot, a lot of like life experience and life advice videos. And I, I like that stuff too. Hmm. So he only plays yeah, I, um, PC games, right? Happy PC gamer. Yeah, yeah happy, happy PC gamer. PC gamer. Right. Yeah. Is his first name Joe? John, actually, so close. Oh, okay, okay, that's not bad because so you have Angry Joe and Happy John. Yay! The dichotomy is real. Yeah, there are two types of gamers: Angry Joes and Happy Johns. Well, I mean, if you really want the, the polar opposite of jo John from Happy Counts Gamer, I think it would be like the quartering or something like that. Oh, God. Oh, God no. Yeah. So you're saying that um, Happy John actually respects women? What? I know. Can you believe that? All right. Mm -hmm. He's got my vote then. That's all. It, it's a very low bar for as you, a woman, man. That's all it takes. I'd like to be respected <laughs> as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he, I, I, go ahead. Oh, just I, I've seen a couple of the Happy Console Gamer videos because you play them, you know, we, we live together. So I, I just, I, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid. Um, yeah. I've always thought of him as Canadian Billy Mays, which I'm now thinking is Billy Mays Canadian, but <laughs> I don't actually know. I don't either. But, you know, the, keep keep talking. I'm going to figure this out. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the man who speaks in all caps. You know, Billy Mays here to tell you about brand new content. This new infomercial I have will sell you on a magic product. Um, I get that vibe from ha Happy John. He, I feel like he also always speaks in caps. Oh, that's he, nice. Sometimes he definitely does. Is Billy Mays um, Canadian? I, so that's what I'm looking up right now. Uh, so according to Wikipedia, Mays was born on July 20th, 1958 in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. And raised in uh, American. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So he's, he's, ours. America, he's, our he's American is is apple pie. Yeah. yeah. So that's the vibe I get from Mr. Happy Man. He sounds happy. Yeah. I appreciate no, when people put that in their brand. Like, I'm not going to be bitter and angry about things because oftentimes 
that's what sells unfortunately is negativity gets more clicks but that's that's, true. that's nice that's nice that he can um base that on who he is he's happy plus i think it's it's a better brand name because you could you imagine if he's just like bitter console gamer shitty console gamer yeah, I feel like well, I've I seen those full. handles before. That was the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it, I mean, he comes from, you know, old YouTube where uh, the retro gamer YouTubers ruled the the views for a good long while. Um, that I mean, because AV, it, it's basically a play on AVGN is his name because uh, he says he said in one of his videos, like AVGN, the angry video game nerd was the reason that he started his channel. He's like, oh, this guy's getting on here talking about retro games. I'm going to name it the happy console gamer because i'm not angry um he's a happy canadian yeah you're angry he's the happy canadian dude who likes who likes games and he's the reason why i'm a fucking weeby ass jrpg gamer nice Mm -hmm. nice but uh good stuff hell yeah positivity Uh, my last person is not quite as positive i mean he he's as a person i think has a he puts out a very cheery demeanor, uh, but the content he talks about tends to get very dark uh, and very serious. But over 2020, I discovered a YouTube channel called Philosophy Tube that I have been watching a oh, lot like of. Guy. Philosophy Tube is great. He's just this really saucy kind of British man who has a great sense of humor, but is also very well read, very well spoken, very well learned. Um, and you can watch kind of any of his videos, especially in the past few years. And it's almost like watching a lecture and he will um, source all of the stuff that he's referencing. Oh, so we he, love, like, like we a love literal, sources. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like bibliography style. So if you disagree with any of his takes, you can, based on his video, go out and find the original text he's talking about You know, to, to understand how he maybe landed at his interpretation of the facts. And to be clear, to be upfront and fair about this, he is super leftist, hyper, probably socialist vibes. At the very least, you get that feeling from him. Um, And maybe that doesn't jive with your views. That's fine. I do still think he is worth watching just so you can kind of understand. He at least approaches it in a very measured way and in a very informative, entertaining way where you can kind of get why people are queer and why people have been pushing for being queer to be okay in society for the past couple decades you know i've yeah, he's popped I, up on my feed quite a bit recently i'll i'll yeah, give him some clicks i do like his his videos i he they they do get i will admit they get a little long in the tooth for me sometimes mm-hmm. they're very um, dense yeah it's just like i wow this is a lot of information being thrown at me and you're <laughs> you're saying a lot of big words for my big dumb brain <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes but um no i really respect the type of content he does and i do also respect uh how well read and how well sourced and cited all of his all of his stuff is so um even if you don't agree with his stuff it, uh i think that he's he's at least worth listening to um mm-hmm. and his input on a lot of uh social and political issues are are pretty informative yeah learn something Um, and and one of my favorite things about his evolution because he's also been on youtube for a long time even though i've only discovered him recently um there is a moment where 
you know, for, for a couple first few years of his work, he he would probably describe it as the more boring approach to his videos because it was just him sitting at his desk um, and then just monologuing for however long the video is. And it's interstitched with like, you know, B-roll footage or just a still image panning across it or something. Or maybe it's like a quote showing up in text. But, you know, it's just a dude sitting at his desk telling you reading off a script essentially right but he is an actor by his day job so like he can read a script and still make it sound compelling and then there was a day he just decided but what if i like dressed up and did weird shit and that's how he made a video about jordan peterson dressed up as satan with a snake in his hand a real life snake curling around his hand for however long he had to shoot that video and his character was i'm satan and jordan peterson's my favorite person on oh, earth my. And here's oh my why God. okay um yeah. this is the first video i'm going to watch because i want to know like what kind of snake i like snakes <laughs> it's two snakes two snakes yeah for and- the price of one what <laughs> yeah and i don't well i don't know if you could necessarily say he's like he does put a lot of some positive stuff out there but he does talk a lot of about some negative more negative subjects oh. too yeah so the reason i put him on here is because i think his approach yeah. to talking about these negative things is in is done in such a positive way um in that i mean for one it's learning right it's it's an enlightenment which i think is always a good thing but even when he's talking about something negative like steve bannon or like jordan peterson or even like ben shapiro he will approach them for as long as he can in a way where he is speaking about them or to them on their terms and engaging with their ideas as if he is trying to understand or is understanding their ideas i see until he reaches a point where it's like but this is where the logic breaks down but he's not just straight up going at like yeah fuck ben shapiro because he's an ass like right at the beginning it's more so here's ben shapiro's views here's why he thinks they're right now let's let's get into why they're not but yeah let's get into why that's totally wrong and Mm -hmm. would you say that he's um similar to h bomber guy because i think Mm. that h bomber guy is actually inspired originally by philosophy tube to do the things that he does the kind of essay form videos where sometimes there's dressing up involved yeah i mean they're both part of this this group of left tubers i've I've also heard them called bread tubers but they're just like left i don't know what bread means i i've read it once and i don't remember it didn't stick with me but basically they're just left-leaning youtubers that uh do these long-form video essays about stuff mm. so you have you know folks like contrapoints h bomber guy and mm. philosophy tube here contrapoints takes the the dressing up part to the extreme very seriously yes um but but they'll often be featured in each other's videos maybe like one of them reads a quote in another's video or something mm. like that um so there's a, there's a little bit of although you know some overlap there some yeah. intermingling yeah d- wait didn't philosophy tube have was it philosophy tube that had legal eagle yeah that was the first video i found because I, I knew about legal eagle for a while and philosophy tube oh. did a video about amy coney barrett um oh. yeah and collabs with uh legal eagle there which is where i yeah shout out to legal out. eagle yeah. too as like oh, a yeah. content legal eagle creator. Is, yeah legal eagle is is fantastic and he uh He's basically I call him we call him lawyer dad, but he's, yeah, he's, he's uh, lawyer dad. Yeah, he's lawyer dad. But he's he basically your lawyer makes and your dad. 
he he approaches uh certain political things and 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 uh legal things in a way that's palatable you know he basically takes the legal ease and puts it in layman terms which i really appreciate i think we need more content like that especially now um in this sort of age of disinformation and things like that we need people that are that are going about you know debate and uh just playing out legal facts in ways that you know can get the the information out to the masses and i think people like philosophy tube legal legal maybe h bomber guy but i can't really speak to that i haven't seen much of his content you know i think it's really important that the type of stuff that they're doing i would say information um, correct information yeah. getting out there yeah. whether facts are nice <laughs> yeah facts like, are good um um controversial statement um i enjoy facts i like facts facts yeah and well i i mostly like like how especially philosophy tube kind of role models uh opening up discussion you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like f- facilitating discussion about very dense and difficult issues uh that come up especially nowadays um i, I really like that stuff mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's what would made me gravitate the most to philosophy too. Because I think, I mean, I like H. Bomber guy. I like ContraPoints. I love Legal Eagle. Right? They they're mostly well. I guess ContraPoints and H. Bomber guy are more like, you know, here are my interpretations of the facts, like from the get go. Right? Mm-hmm. More often than not, is usually how it is. Uh, Legal Eagle is more like let's strip away as much of the opinion as possible from the facts and try to understand how the law impact because law is written. Right. right. Lawyers right. exist purely to uh, adapt and apply the law to any situation given. And that's what he brings to the table. What I like so much about philosophy, Tube is what he brings to the table is. I mean, yes, he brings his interpretations of the facts, but he also brings here is how you can interpret the facts for yourself as well. He gives mm. you the tools mm. and understanding and logic necessary to kind of. Understand how he came to his conclusion. And then if you measure up the facts and his conclusion to your worldview, how you could come to your own conclusion, whether it's the same, wildly different, somewhere in between, that's up to you to figure out. We love critical thinking. Exactly. Using um, our critical also, thinking skills. I'm, I'm also going to stick another one in here just because I don't really know where else we would really talk about this YouTuber other than, I guess, this episode. Uh, but it's not necessarily all positive, And that's all gas, no breaks. Oh, all gas, um, no breaks. Yeah. Um, all, all gas, no breaks is just a dude who is basically, I guess you could call it journalism, but more like, I guess, video documenting. I mean, he goes to all these like random, like obscure events or things, the things that are happening throughout the country and just videotapes, videotapes them, just tapes them. And he, he runs into the craziness and interviews people. And he doesn't really even have to do much. He kind of just shoves the mic in people's faces. Documents and, just and, and then just people, has them say things. People will <laughs> just, say, yeah, it's it, he that's I do appreciate that. He doesn't like lead. He doesn't do a lot of leading yeah. as far as like you can tell through the the content that he puts out. It's just kind of like, hello, here's a microphone and presumably some kind of platform. What would you like to do with it? And man, People do things, um, <laughs> whether or not they're great things, what, whatever. But uh, I appreciate that he has uh, braved the situations that he has done in order to bring us, I, I guess, knowledge of, you know, different cultures, question mark, cultures yeah. that are unfamiliar, um, maybe to the average person. 
yeah well, what, and what i like so much about his content is you know i mean i'm a journalist by trade right like that's what i learned in school and you know i'm, I'm still gonna forever really like the big you know media companies that can pull off these really big stories you know the stuff like new york times and wapo and what they do um but what what makes andrew's content what makes all gas no breaks stand out to me so much is he talks to the lay person he talks to the everyday person he talks to your neighbor he talks to your roommate he talks to your family like that's the kind of people he gets in touch with you know he does not uh reaching out to the people with the big titles who can say big emphatic statements about the state of the world they're just talking to to chuck and and janine from down the street and they happen to be at a flat earth conference and you know what it only took four minutes for them to blame the jews on it so that's that's the people you live with that's the people that are in the world and just out there right now and that's not something you're going to really find at a lot of big media companies i feel yeah and i mean it should be said that like you know he's he's giving platform to uh like uh, i don't need i i, I want is my head is saying fringe culture like fringe culture something something like that but i don't even know if that's the right word for it i mean because he he goes to like the sturgis bike rally he goes to flat earth conferences he goes to i mean he went to minnesota when the riots were happening mm-hmm. um and that those tar that target got burned on and things like that i mean he was literally in a burning building <laughs> yeah like interviewing those people so uh i struggle to say like he has like he's giving a platform for like everyday layman layman people but he's definitely putting eyes on these things that that are happening in the country that are significant, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, I guess I, I'm not I don't mean like literally the everyday person. But, you know, when you think of like the flat earthers, like someone who believes in flat earth, it's just so easy to kind of pack them away into one big label and just kind of sure, ignore them sure. or think they're like, oh, they're all just idiots and fools. But he puts a spotlight on like, no, they're not idiots. They're not fools. They're not you know some amorphous organization like they're just people mm. like they are just people that could be like your neighbor they're people that could be like someone you go to school with or someone that you see at the diner every now and then like yeah anyone could be a flat earther anyone can be a furry anyone can be antifa or proud boy you know like they're radicalized or maybe they're they're really into something kind of weird and niche but they're also just mostly your average citizen the dude down the street yeah yeah Yeah. i i think what he does is he takes those those people that you see headlines about news stories about and he puts a humanizing element to them right because yeah, the Sturgis bike rally happened, and I actually do remember seeing news stories about it. Um, and it's like one of those things where, like, yeah, you read about it, you read the headline, you read the story, and it's like, ah, well, what a what a bunch of idiots, and you know. But then you see all gas, no brakes, put out puts out a video, and he's like literally on the fucking ground floor, talking to these people that were written about. Um, and that's more of the type of thing that we need because you know. There was a wide array of people at this thing. You know, there was everyone from like, you know, fuck the coronavirus, yan, 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 all the way up mm-hmm. to like, you know, like, like, I don't approve of the whole mask mandate thing, but also those cops need to keep quit killing people. Um, like, you just get this wide array of people. And but in at all gas, no breaks, the host, I, I don't even know his name. The dude that Andrew. like the, 
Andrew, he like talks about, you know, I didn't even bring up the the mask thing or like coronavirus. Or I just put the, the mic in their face and within minutes they start bringing up masks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even because this event had happened in spite of the coronavirus being a thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, he's uh, he's an interesting cat. and I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, agreed. They're going to be yeah. we could do a whole episode on that honestly, kind of thing honestly, we probably should. is it a good yeah. thing that he's giving platform to some of these things that are being said is it a good thing that is it should he not be doing that should he be um doing a wider range is this you know is he leading people into saying weird things you know there's a lot of questions there right but i enjoy the content thank you andrew yeah same and and i, I actually I, I do want to clarify a point maybe put tie a little bow on that too mm-hmm. in that so yeah, he he is like raising up these this fringe these fringe cultures, right? And yes, it, it humanizes them and makes them ordinary citizens. But I I don't want that to be construed as, you know, anti-Semitic people are good people too, because that's super not what I mean. And I don't think that's what Andrew is trying to say either. I think it's no. more the that there are anti-Semitic people out there, but they're not like cartoony villains. They're not like Hitler, you know. They're they're just sometimes they are normal people that do like normal everyday other things that you also do as well, but they're also anti-Semitic. Yep. But they're also a proud boy, you know, and yeah. and it's this little bit of nuance that I think gets missed a lot on the Internet, because when you see headline like proud boys hold a rally, it's so easy to just assume all the proud boys there are probably just like cartoonishly evil, no redeeming factors who who needs, you know, the world isn't black and white. There's no gray. Right. But. He kind of helps you remember, especially on the internet, there is a little bit of gray there. Yeah, because the internet um, can be too much. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if I could completely say that what he's doing is like he's just putting it out there for like it, like here's the thing that I recorded and it's objective because it is kind of edited in a way that he wants to like make these people look a little ridiculous. I don't know if that's his plan, but it does come off that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, though, I think what he's doing is something that is great. Like, I think that it is something that needs to be put out there. Like, it's necessary content, and I am and I hope it keeps getting made. Same Do here. it. More gas. Less breaks. More gas. No breaks. No breaks no at all. No more breaks. Negative mm. breaks. There was there was never any breaks. <laughs> Take yeah, away the breaks. It's and it's and highly recommend as an aside, go watch the documentary about all gas, no breaks that Vice did. It's like a short documentary video that they did on YouTube. And it's Okay. I have so much to watch after it, this. It, yeah. It is very good. And Colin, you've snuck in like three extra things. Stop it. <laughs> I know. And by, by the way, I so guys, just nope, let you know I no, have no, like no, a no, list no, of no. like anyway, um more. so <laughs> When but, I, when uh, I put that clipboard, I think we should probably wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I, I guess we probably maybe should name this episode just best YouTubers or something. Cause like, anyway, it is mostly YouTubers. It, it, yeah. I think all of us walked in here. Not a single Are like Twitter as person. Fuck, y'all? Or, yeah. It's all just YouTube. You know, if I, we're just naming the episode best YouTubers or some shit. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope maybe you've, uh, if, if you know some of these uh, content creators and, and you agree, like, hey, I like them too. Let us know in the comments below what you like. Uh, and if you have recommendations to us that you think we should check out, leave a comment, tweet at us, email us. All that stuff is in the description below. Um, 
you know, we're just all about trying to share good information, Whoa. good content, whether it's to Sharing make you laugh, caring, to help you learn something new about the world, to watch a Canadian Billy Mays talk very loudly at you. Yeah, you know, spread the word about these YouTubers on our gigantic platform that we have because mm-hmm. they definitely need our help. <laughs> Spreading the word. Hey, you know, I mean, we're we're all very online people, and I think part of being yeah. a very online person is recognizing all the other online people as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Support thank you so much for for getting to, to the end of this one. We hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed, uh, and we hope. You stick around because we will be back next week with another fun episode of Everything in Potteration, unless something really crazy happens. But fingers crossed that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Everything in Potteration. See you next week. Anyways, that's it. See ya.